And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to uh, our show and everything. I do appreciate it. Happy Veterans Day to everybody out there that's a veteran and is supporting the show as well. Say hello to everybody, Rusty. Hello, everyone. Happy Veterans Day, guys. And tonight, we're actually reviewing Season 1, Episode 2 of Sweet Tooth. This this episode is called I'm Sorry for All the Dead People, which I think is very cute, especially at the end of this episode of why it's called I'm Sorry for All the right. Dead People. Right. But basically, I like how this, of course, is another narration at the very beginning. Yeah. And it's actually telling a story of a woman named Amy who was a therapist before the great crumble who winds up barricading herself in her own office. So she's been in this office for weeks on end because of this virus, because of things going on within that world, because of the great crumble. And then, you know, I like how they played it off where she's going around in her office. She doesn't know what to do with herself. Also, too, right. at the very beginning, too, you're thinking that the uh, that Amy is the couple that's sitting down on the couch. Yes. Right. And then all of a sudden it just throws you for a loop because yep. next thing you know, it, it's actually the psychiatrist that's named Amy. And you're right. wondering, how does this connect with Sweet Tooth and Big Man right. as well? Because yeah. I'm like, okay, where does this where does this have that <laughs> connection at? It just feels like it's not cohesive. It feels like it's out of place. But once you right. get towards the end of it, you realize, oh, that's how it yeah. connects. Right. And stuff like that. So right. what did you think about the opening scene? Um, I liked the opening scene. I liked how they introduced a new character, you know, Amy. Um they sh like you said they show her in her office you don't know that she's the therapist you think that she's one of the you know the clients whatever um and everything starts to crumble like you said she stays in her office for a, a while and when she goes out into the world everything's just shit everything's just absolutely shit but it, it is it goes back to what you say you know you're wondering what does she have to do with Sweet Tooth, with Jeopard, and of course, you know, as the episode goes along, you find out, which is awesome when you find out why she's a part of this episode or why she, why she's in this episode and, and what happens. Exactly. And also, too. She becomes very important. Yeah, she does become yeah. very important. And also, too, another thing I want to mention is this. Yeah, everything's shot to shit and everything because yes, of what's going on around her. But right. I like how you have this great scene. She comes out of her building after spending God right. knows how many weeks inside her own right. building, comes out, the shock on her face, she's wearing her mask, yeah. and everything's in all disarray. It's not the world that she once remembered. Also, we could also reflect back on 2020 and also a little bit of this year as well. Yes, yeah. Because, because of the mask mandates and stuff like that. And right. then it gives you this great uh, forward panel and side panel yeah. camera view of the elephants running out of the zoo. Right. And right. I love that. I love that scene so much. And then she goes into the zoo and then she sees this bird. I forgot what kind of bird it was that she let loose, right. but she winds up going over there and she's always been inspired to probably to be a zoologist or something like that. Right. It's just that she never got a chance to do that. And all of a sudden she sees the zoo, she goes into the zoo and makes it her home. And then also too, she lets out this hawk or bird and lets the yep. bird go free. And then it cuts over to uh, Sweet Tooth and Big Man, and I like how it cuts over to that because yeah. now it's like, okay, we're gonna re we're gonna visit this character here. Exactly. exactly. Meanwhile, let's check on uh, Sweet Tooth, which also feels like yeah. a pop up book, like you mentioned, which also feels yeah, like a fairy tale right. story. Right. 
Um, let's see. When we visit Sweet Tooth and Jepper, when it goes back to them, they're um, in the woods. They're walking. They're going somewhere. And um, I remember, didn't he have like uh, the food and all that stuff yeah. on him? And <laughs> I, I think um, Gus, who is Sweet Tooth, wakes up and well, Jeff looks in his in his bag and his stuff is gone. Right. And Sweet Tooth is laying on the ground, just ate everything. But also, too, another thing that I find that's really funny is that the campsite at night, because Sweet Tooth is still trying to get Jasper to go ahead and take him yeah. to, to Colorado. Colorado. And he yeah. keeps on saying, no, why not? Why? Because I don't want that's to. That's right. That's right. Yes. I don't want to. I don't want to take you to Colorado. But why? Why not? Can I go? Right. Why not? And then... Um, hold on one sec. Uh, Jenny Lambert asks, where do, where do we view Sweet Tooth? Well, I'm glad that you asked that question, Jenny. Um, you can actually find that on Netflix. You can watch it. It's only an eight-episode show. It's very easy to digest. And I'm just going episode by episode and not binging. Yes. Because right. I like doing that for this type of show. Also, too, I think it's more fun not to binge it and just savor the flavor for, for later on and because it gives you a chance to speculate into your own imagination rather than just go ahead and you know right. binge it to me to be honest with you it gives you a chance to do like a week to week by week basis or something right. like that to where it's like you know what i want to revisit i want to visit sweet tooth and see what he's doing see if right. my speculations actually came through and then go ahead and watch it instead of binging it but and that's see, just I, my binged it. Yeah. I binged it because when i discovered it it's so good, Jenny, that once you watch it, it's hard to not say, all right, let's see what happens in the next episode. And then before you know it, you're on the last episode and you're hoping that there's going to be a season two. So I binged it because I didn't know what it was. Right. And then you texted me, hey, look, let's review Sweet Tooth. <laughs> but let me just right. say this. Uh, with the with that scene at night and then – the back and forth between him during the daytime. I want to go to Colorado. Right. Colorado. No, I'm not going to let you go to Colorado. Right. I'm not taking to Colorado. Next thing you know it, um, at nighttime, Sweet Tooth is over there using the bathroom at night. And then his eyes are glowing because he's half That's animal. Right, yes. He's right. half, an half human and half deer, basically. Right. And so his eyes are glowing. He goes, you really freaked me out with that shit, is what Big yeah. Man says. And that's yeah. a, honestly, when they had the night scene and you see his eyes going, it does take you back because what, what the hell? But then you have to remember he's half animal, half kid, half human. So, you know, the deer eyes at night, you know, right. um, and it does freak you out. And they show it other times in the episode where they show him at night, um, especially, you know, um, when they end up finding or running into that that house where we right. talked about last week where he meets, you know, the family. Right. And yes. you know what though? I like how basically it's kind of like the Hobbit in a sense, but it's also mixed with modern day because they're walking. Right. But also too, when let's talk about that night, I, there's just something about that night scene real quick. Okay. And then when their eyes are glowing that, and I like how it gives you a frontward ca uh, camera angle yep. to where yep. it shows the view of it and you're thinking it's actually an animal because you forget that he's a, he's half human and half animal and then exactly. when the eyes are glowing and he's talking to him he's like right. and it's like big man is talking to us as the viewer because right. really freaking me out with that shit and right. 
So that's when Sweet Tooth comes up from behind the bushes, comes up to him, and it almost feels like a stage play in a sense, and comes up to him and starts talking to him. And then, next, then of course, they wind up falling asleep. The next day, yeah. uh, Sweet Tooth winds up eating big, all of Big Man's food supplies. He eats up the right. candy and all yes. that stuff. Now, my question is this. Now, was that X-Lax he ate, or was it something else? Because he said his stomach felt queasy. You know, when he said his stomach felt queasy, because you see the chocolate on his face, and you're right. thinking at first a chocolate bar. But when his stomach felt queasy... To me, X-Lax. He must have ate some X-Lax. He had to have X-Lax. But the look on him laying down on the ground, you know, like a glutton, like he's just like ate so much. And so I, I was thinking maybe X-Lax. And don't forget also, John, you know, um, Jeopard had those pills That's right, on him that I believe Gus lost. He couldn't find them. Or Gus, did he? Yeah, he ate them. Yeah, he did. He winded up eating the pills. Right. So that could also, right. Go ahead. Which could also make him queasy. Yes, very true. Very true. So, so we're we're gonna go with maybe. Maybe it was a candy bar. Right, and also too, big man of course is angry when Gus eats all his food and his medicine. The later, yes. uh, and then off, of course, which Gus says it's is a horrible candy, anyways, which is a, basically what a kid would say, right? <laughs> but right. Gus leads them to a visitor center from where he can, um, where he, where he winds up smelling some food, and at the center they find um, the living couple that we mentioned before, yes. and they're not sure what to make of him because they know there's half breeds out there and stuff like that, and of course, you know. He's been taught that there's only been, he's only the only one. Then right. he finds out that that's not actually true. There's more than right. just him. Right. And I like how, how all of a sudden his world is just opening up to a more of a right. bigger perspective. Yeah. And, and when like he goes that. into the house, don't forget the trap. Yeah. Because he got, uh, see, the, the people had like a trap in the house and Guts gets captured in the net. And, um, and then you see, the kids standing there and they're just kind of wow. Right. And then the kids are just like, wow. And then of course they wind up letting him uh, set him free and the parents. And then I like the awkwardness of the dinner table scene. When they're all just kind of, yeah. Where they're all gathered around, they're in their mask. And of course, big man winds up saying, can you just, can you guys just take off the mask? You don't need the mask. We, We clearly don't have any kind of infection or anything. Because they so, feel like it, it was because of the hybrid babies that everyone got sick. So they right. think that he's a disease, you know, that he's a virus, you know. So they feel like they have to protect themselves because obviously they've never come in contact with a hybrid. Right. And these are, of course, just regular human beings, no halflings or anything like that. Right. And right. And after being recognized as a former uh, last man by the uh, by the mother, the the branding on, on okay so let me just say this first so basically they're hesitant towards Gus because they don't yes. know how to take Gus or anything like right. that and once they find out once the mask is removed then they realize yeah. oh he wasn't the cause of the virus right. or anything like that it right. is safe for us to interact with Gus it is okay for him to have be close to our son and everything right. and I also like 
how they like, you know what, go on ahead, take them upstairs and everything and play. Yeah. And I, I love that scene. It just shows how much humans, a human side that Gus has. Right. I liked um, the, when they played the music, when everyone, when everyone got comfortable and the family, like you said, got comfortable with him. And, you know, remember Gus, he was told that the world was on fire. He was told a lot of different things. So like you said, he's finding out that some of the things that, what was it, Papa, whatever he yeah. called the dad. Papa. Um, yeah, what he told him, obviously we know because he wanted to keep him safe, but Gus is also realizing some things weren't true. Like the little boy that he met, he never met a, a, a hybrid kid or any kid. So right. this is a big deal for him. And so they're um, getting Gus familiar with human life, human world. So they put on a, a an album and play the music for him. And remember when he starts dancing and they're, they're just surprised, like you've never heard music. And there's a part where the little boy goes up to Gus and wants to know what happens if he tickles him or rubs his back and... It's so funny because Gus' leg starts moving as if what what an animal would do, you know? Like like a dog um, would do. And like a dog too, would do. And yeah. also, too, his ears are moving up and down as a way of... Uh, yes, yes. Well. I was going to bring that up. What an awesome job that they did with the ears because it, every every emotion that Gus had, you look at his ears and they move up, they move down. If he sat, they just did a great job on the animation. That was just really good. They definitely did. The animation in this uh, show is just fantastic, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be that good, but it is. Exactly. It really is. Uh, right. Jenny, Jenny did say something, though. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. Um, no, it's fine. Okay. So Jenny says, I just looked it up, and deer are allergic to chocolate like dogs and most other animals. So okay. it could have some kind of effect, too. Okay. Just, so, yeah. Okay. I, I can believe kind that. Kind of giving a dog chocolate and they get, you know, yeah. So in that sense, when he felt queasy, okay, chocolate. Exactly. Yes, and, okay. Right. So you were going on on the whole animation thing about how much you like the animation in this, in right. this TV series. Yeah. Um, there's a scene um, where the boys are um, reading books. They're they're in their bed, which the, the bed is a boat and it's, it's freaking awesome. And so he's getting to know the little boy a little bit more and the little boy's asking him questions. Well, remember when Gus is reading the books and what uh, his dad gave him, the Velveteen Rabbit? Remember, yes. <laughs> he had his version and he saw that the little boy also had the book. So he thinks, Gus thinks that his dad wrote all the books and the little boy looks at it and is like, what is this? What's wrong with his eyes? But when Gus looks at the real book, the way his ears move, because he's, he's opening it up and he's kind of, you can tell he's putting it together like, wait, what's going right. on here? So his ears, they're moving up and down and it, the, the animation is done so well where you're not, you don't, you're not taken out of the, the, the series. You, you really just, it looks so real. He looks like an absolute hybrid kid, but he asked the kid as he's looking through this book, Were, have you seen the fires? And the kid's like, gosh, you're weird. Well, right. he's putting things together like, wait, my dad told me like the world's on fire. So 
when he looks sad, his ears go down and you can tell that he's pondering. Right. What's going and that's, on here? And you see, I like that though. I like the fact that the ears are like a character to him and it's just not yes, there just for right. the sake of being there. It's like, okay, we get it. You're a hybrid. There's nothing else to it other than the fact that you're a hybrid. Right. But the fact that it shows range and it shows an emotion yes, type of thing. Yes. Right. It, it adds to the character. And I like yes, that it, because it could have just right. been simple. It could have just been the ears and the antlers, it, and that's it. Exactly. Right. Right. Which was so I, I love that. <laughs> uh, so I love that. And I love how, you know, when he's thinking about something, you know, when he's, you know, other than his face looking sad, everything, you know what I mean? Like the animation of the ears, it just, it's, it's excellent to where the whole time you watch this series, he's, he's, he's a hybrid. You don't question it, you know? Exactly. So I love that, you know, and it goes back to also, I want to say the, the eyes glowing. How weird was it when the lights go out and Gus is laying there, and you really use the eyes start to glow again. It was just a trip. It was. It definitely was a trip. I wasn't expecting the eyes glowing part. Yeah. I'm glad they added that into it. And it right. has like a little bit of a horror element, but not really. Yeah. It's just like right. an innocence to Gus, which is something Absolutely. I like. Yeah. Um, but yes, you can definitely tell that his heart is broken a little bit because it's the yeah. lies that his father taught him, and he feels like he's betrayed. In yeah, a sense, absolutely. and it's not the way that his dad is describing it at all. It's totally different than what he's dis- d- yes. depicted it as, and right. everything. And so, you know, I like the fact now he's like, okay, so he lied about the fire. He lied about that. What else has he lied about? Right to me, and also too with the book. And yeah. then another thing too I liked is whenever they're playing Marco Polo. Oh yeah, and stuff like that. He goes, man. You're good at everything. And then right. just mom, what am I going to do? And she said, go and play a game that both of y'all can play. <laughs> exactly. That you'd both be good at. Right. Yes. So I like that because now the mother is thinking of Gus as a part of the family, like a friend for her, her yes. thing. And then meanwhile, you're having adult conversations going on downstairs while the kids are playing right. because while right. they get, because that's what adults do. And so Big Man is trying to look out for Gus. And he goes, look, yes. I feel like that Gus would be safer here versus right. being with me. Because over here, he's safer. He has shelter. He has food. He has everything he needs. And he's also friends with now with your kid. Yeah. And there's hunters that will go out and kill him if he's around right. me. And so they're they're like, I don't know how I feel about that. And also, too, it's all of a sudden. Too. Yeah, it's like wait, yeah. we we just got used to him, and now you're trying to drop exactly. him off with us. Don't get right. me wrong, we love Gus. We just inter- were introduced about 20 minutes ago, and now you're trying right. to get rid of him. Right. But I like how it has that realism of like, wait, we got to think about this before we exactly. accept that. Because it's and putting it, their kid in danger, it's putting their family in danger. Right. Because there are there are hybrid hunters out there that are looking for hybrids, you know. And so I I I get. Obviously, when you watch it, you get why Jeopard wanted to leave him there because, you know, like Jeopard tells them, you know, he's not going to find his mom. You're the closest thing that he's ever going to get to his mother. So, you know, and they're such a lovely family. It just even as you watch it, you're thinking, why can't he just stay there? That'd be perfect for him to stay there. He can have a brother. They have a home like he could be safe. But Gus wouldn't want that. Definitely not. He wouldn't want you know, that at all. He wants to find his mom. Right. And 
here's the thing. Just because you're with someone that that's like family is there's no family yeah. like your family. Exactly. And you want to be with that person. So exactly. I can understand from Gus's perspective of why he doesn't want to stay there. And he also probably feels like that big man is just dropping him off and saying bye. Right. And also, you know, uh, going back to the scene where they're in their little boat bed, you know, mom comes in and mom was the one that kind of was taken back because his eyes were glowing. But she was when she gets them ready for bed and she takes the books away. Gus is laying there. Remember, she brings over this little animal that she uh, patched up and she gives it to Gus. And so they're laying there and Gus is watching the mom tuck them in, goes over, gives her son, you know, a kiss on the head. And he's laying there watching that, you know, and then she goes over and kind of tucks him in. And you can tell that Gus and he has that picture and the mom sees the picture because Gus has the picture of who he believes is his mother that his dad put in a little, you know, box for when Gus is ready to get all his stuff and, and know a little bit more about him. So she, the mom notices that it says Red Rock on the 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 picture. And she tells Gus, oh, we used to go to that place for concerts before you kids were born. And so now he has a specific place in Colorado where he, he knows that his mom's at. But him laying there and just watching a little boy get a, you know, a kiss good night. You can tell he's just he just wants that. He's yearning for a mother. So there's no way he would go for, you know, a uh, jeopard leaving him there. Right. And also, yeah. too, uh, I also like how he said, I never met a mother before. I right. wonder what it would be like to have one. Right. And then the, bo- the boy who's used to having a mo- his mother around, he goes, it's pretty cool to have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He, so I like that. I like that little innocence of them. And then, yeah, of course, absolutely. it's at night. Yeah. Then also, too, the mother tells also tucks him in though too and yes. she tells him hey we have something important that we need to discuss in the morning right and then right. of course you know he can't he can't sleep gus can't sleep or anything like yeah. that next thing you know it he sees yeah. jeopard uh getting ready to go out the door and he goes what you yeah. can't sleep either but also too before we get <laughs> into that though yeah. so, remember the mother sees the sees the uh the mark on him the brand oh, on, on Shepard. On Shepard. Yes. To that's represent right. the fact that he is and was a person that hunts down halflings yes. and stuff like that. Right. Right. And, and so they have that right. conversation. And um, when she notices that, as he's trying to take, you know, a couple of canned foods and stuff to take with him, and he gives her some kind of coins to, you know, tell her you can go and buy military, you know, the food, whatever they, what is it called? The MREs or whatever. Anyways. Right, um, yeah. And they have that discussion where he used to do that. And he, I believe he admits that he used to do that, but regardless, I, I, in that scene, he still feels like the Gus would just be better off here than being with me. Exactly. Most definitely. And so, and then of course, then we wind up seeing the poachers come over to the house. Right. And this is when all havoc breaks loose. Absolutely. Big man is over there trying to protect him. Yes. Also. And I like how it has like the background of the deer coming in. Yeah. Right. Right. As if that's his protector. Right. Because we see it twice and we see it once in Right. We see it once in the first episode and once over here. So right. I'm wondering how that 
also connects with gut with Gus. So yeah, when you too. see the deer, like the 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 deer, I think it comes through the front door. And it, as a protector, I mean, I looked at it as the I looked at it as exactly that. You know, being that Gus is half deer. You know, it's his Bambi, his, his, you know, what do you, your, is it yearlings or whatever? Anyways, yeah. it's part of the, it's, it's part of the deer. Yeah. And so, you know. Right. And it feels like that the deer is trying to protect her own cat, her own baby deer. There you sense. go. Yes. So yes. I like that too. It balances out with the nature and also the human side of, right. of things though, too. A new different perspective. Yes. And. Also, too, Big Man goes on ahead. He winds up shooting one of the other, uh, well, yeah. not shooting the poachers, but, you know, being the he hell out of the, one of the poachers and everything. Absolutely. And then there are some dead people around the house and everything, too, and that Big Man winds up killing. Right. And then the next morning, that's, and I'm just, by the way, you need to see that scene, how that's played out, right. because it's a whole lot more intense on the way that I'm, uh, the, the way exactly. that I'm describing it. Right. But, Everything's in disarray the next morning. The door's still kicked open. There's basically yeah. no door there. Everything's a mess. And then right. I like Gus and his friend talking. And yeah. he goes, I'm sorry about all the dead people. Which is and also why this is called I'm sorry for all the exactly. dead people. Exactly. And, and get this. <laughs> Patsy Klein is playing in the background. Right. And the name of the song is If I Could See the World. And I think the song, to, to me, is the perfect song to describe Gus. Okay. And also, too, I'm going to get to that in a minute. I know you're wondering, where am I going with yeah, this? Yeah, I am. But, I am. Like I said, I'm a huge music geek. I did the same thing with Dexter for uh, for New Blood, with the new season. Okay. And I dissected the lyrics with this, and I'm going to do it with this one, too, on telling you how it matches up. So okay. in the lyrics, it says, if I could see the world through the eyes of a child, Gus is a child. What a wonderful world this would be. There would be no trouble and no strive, just being happy, uh, just a big happy life. For Gus, he's still a kid. He does experience happiness, dis despite the fact that he's still looking for his mother and stuff and going on this adventure. He still has some happiness in his life, even with Big Man being there. Right. Uh, with a bluebird in every tree, I could see right, no wrong. I could see right, no wrong, which describes his innocence. I could see good, but no bad, which also describes his innocence. Okay. I could see all the good things in life I've never had, which would be him being locked up in episode one and being locked away from the world in the way right. that Papa described the world. And now his world has gotten bigger. Right. So then uh, if I could see the world through the eyes of a child, smiling faces would be great. Okay. In life, I would never... Had, if I could see the world, what a wonderful world it would be. Oh, yeah. Oh, so if I could see the world through the eyes of a child, smiling faces would greet me all the while. And he's seeing smiling faces greet him because of the fact that for a split second, he has some happiness there. Right. And even though he's saying bye to his friend from the yeah. glider. Yeah. And everything. He still feels something he, there's that uh, he's still happy he still found yes. some happiness right and then also too if i this is also another thing that he says smiling faces would uh like a lovely work of art it would be it would warm my weary heart 
just to see through the eyes of a child. His heart is weary, but even though his heart is weary, he still sees the eyes through the, the lenses of a child because he is a child right. still. Exactly. Exactly. And he could see no wrong. I could see so, see good, no bad. I could see all the good things in life I'd never had. If I could see the world through the eyes of a child, what a wonderful world this would be. And that's right. how it... Nice. I like that. So, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so, that's, that's me being a music nerd and describing awesome. uh, certain things the way things are played out. That's so, nice. I like that. Thank you. Because I'm always one of those people that questions certain things, the motives of why they put songs in certain um, TV shows at the end of an episode okay. or movies, for instance. And right. sometimes it doesn't. Go, the soundtrack doesn't match with uh, what the scene is going for. But this right. one is word for word verbatim on what's going on. I see that absolutely. So absolutely. But I know that we have one other thing that we need to discuss about. Yes. yes. And it's manscaping. Let's go. Okay. So right. manscaping. Let me just tell you this. If if you're Superman, if you're Clark Kent, you want to have the best shave in the downstairs area. You want Lois to say, damn, Clark, you look damn good in that with manscaping. And you're using that Manscaped 4.0. And a matter of fact, speaking of Manscaped 4.0, support for Mood Loves Unite is brought to you by Manscaped. And who is the best of men's below-the-waist grooming is Manscaped. And also, too, for Lois to say, oh, my God, guess what? You guys get 20% off today by going to me at Movie Loves Unite and using the promo code Movie Loves Unite, you get 20% off plus free shipping and handling. And it's free shipping through um, throughout the country and everything, too. So you guys can use this even if you're not in the United States. And yeah, this is actually a perfect way to uh, to be able to give your significant other um, significant other uh, different things. So go on ahead, get yourself a manscape. But also, too, I want to say this: imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance, the craftsmanship, and the details in the 4.0 are next level. Um, by the way, I could just imagine Clark maybe shaving with the wrong razor and is getting bent because of his superpowers <laughs> and everything. So he might want to put some kryptonite on that for a little bit and then start shaving again. But, you know, with Manscaped 4.0, you don't need that. You don't need no kryptonite. You don't need none of that because it's strong wow. enough to be able to handle any men's below the waist trimming and everything else. So that's something that you need to really take in consideration. So Another thing that I want to mention is this. Um, I, I know that he doesn't probably want to go ahead and go into the awkward emergency room or anything like that, uh, where he's having to explain to the doctor, the superhero doctor, hey, look, I try shaving my balls with the wrong shaver. What do I do? He's going to hand him the lawnmower, uh, lawnmower 4.0. And here's another thing. Uh, <laughs> here's another thing I want to mention is the engineering is just 
the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. I'm sure that Clark also feels confident shaving his boys too. This upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on and off switch that can engineer a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000 LED spotlight on and off when needed for more of a precise shape that's always good because you want to be able to ha- see everything that's in below the waist and everything because you here's the thing as you get older you never knew that you had the hair that you have in between the harder reach areas so you know as you get older you have hair in places that you never knew you had before and that's actually one of them and having the led light you definitely need that the lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guardlings with sizes one through four, which is perfect for any type of manly uh, body functions and everything, especially for Clark. Did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic uh, induction, which can help battery length last longer. Men, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. It's time to get your own ball and and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MovieLovesUnite at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you and Lois will thank you too for saving his balls. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I love it. I love yourself. it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but as far as this show goes, Rossi, yeah. I'm glad that you introduced me to this show. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. This movie, this Thank TV you. series is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy yeah. that you're enjoying it. And it's awesome that you haven't seen the whole season because it's really cool that you're watching it episode by episode, because I love your, you know, perspective and how excited you are when you talk about, you don't even, you, I mean, you don't even know how it ends. Like, so that's great that I've seen it, but you haven't so that I can see your excitement and what you thought about each episode. Right. Because I figured like this though, in order to do this uh, review, I have to see this review episode by episode. Right. So the way I can take it all in, because if I binge it all at one time, my yeah. stuff is going to get all jumbled up. At least right. this way I can take notes. I can be able to describe certain scenes without having to say, well, I don't remember this or that. So right. at least doing right. it that way I can remember. You know? Right. Let's see. Right. A... And oh, go on ahead. I think we also on this episode, because it's sad when they leave, when he has to leave, because obviously it's not safe for him to stay there after the, you know, sorry about the dead people. Um, but we also meet other um, new characters um, that you've probably seen a little bit of in a first episode and learn a little bit more about some of the new characters that are coming oh, up. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. the new characters, we didn't talk yeah. about the other ones, though. We focused on Amy. We focused on yes. Big Man and that. But there's actually another person that we need to focus yes. on, though, too, real quick. Right. And it's the fact that there's this husband and wife. You're not sure how this ties in either. Right. As well. Because this is also one of those other things that may not feel cohesive, but it is to a certain point. Yes. I don't know how, but we're going to probably get there maybe three or four, um, episode three or four. Right. But basically what winds up happening is the wife winds up having cancer, I believe, or maybe she's a, uh, is it cancer or is it the fact that she's a halfling and she's trying to hide that she's a halfling? Um, the wife is sick. The wife okay. is sick and she has that, the, the, the virus okay because in the first in the first episode um you see them 
so much stuff happens in a first episode. Remember, you're at the hospital. There's okay. so much going on. And you see the husband and wife. Um, you see him with her. And you see, you know, there's a twitch that they have. So when you see the husband again in this episode, he is a doctor. And he's trying to find a cure because she's ill as well. That's true. And yes. so basically it's just him trying to take care of her. Yes. And then of, of course he wa- they're playing Scrabble. And then at that point they're like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go out and get you some medicine. Right. And so then of course he goes out and the doctor is the one who's sneaking medication underneath the table for him. So the way his wife could get better. Right. And also too, you find out that this woman who's trying to treat the husband uh, well, trying yeah. to treat the wife, has right. cancer. And she goes, you right. would think that having cancer is a better way of going down slowly than the virus. Right. Because she's the original, the older lady that has the cancer, that's the original doctor that is doing the research, tells the 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 new doctor that you see, I forget his name, but she's letting him know that she has cancer and she wants him to take over what she's been doing, you know, for him to find the cure. And uh, once he looks through her, um, her notes, he realizes something that they've been doing that he just can't believe and doesn't know if he wants to be involved in her research. Mm-hmm. But, it, but he, he also really wants to, his wife is also ill and he's trying to, you know, control that virus that's in his wife. That right. that, as you'll find out and you go along in episodes, what what happens with that? Another thing too is they also have a halfling daughter, or uh, a child though too, because remember I think because remember he's looking in the window I believe in the first episode of the of the nursery. That's right. They do have a, a halfling. They do. So right. This is, so this is just me. I know you've watched the series, so I'm, and you don't have to, all, all I'm going to say is under or over if, <laughs> uh, if I'm right or wrong. Okay. 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 So in the notes, he di- they disagree about what's something that they have to, that they don't like doing. Is that yes. taking blood from a halfling, killing a halfling or anything related to killing a halfling? It's related to killing a halfling because there's thought. something in the halfling that um, could potentially cure them from this virus. But that God, some of them how many have. halflings you have to kill. Yeah, it's it's it. Yeah, and oh. he when he when he goes home to his wife because the 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 doctor that has cancer gives him her notes. He takes it home to his wife. The book is down, and he just he's just like I I don't think I can do it. His wife picks up the book and goes through it, and then. They don't tell you, but you know exactly what it is. They have to, it's halflings. Right. And I believe now the reason why they closed the book is because of the fact too, they have a halfling of their own. And it's like, yes, can I make this choice of having exactly to kill my own child in order for right. my wife to get better? Right. Or can she just continue just having medication to be able to subdue the virus? Right. Also, but, too. Yeah, go ahead. What makes me curious, and 
stuff like that too is it's like okay so you can have medication to subdue the virus but where is the medication uh, how is this medication um being prescribed is it through halflings is it through right. the, something some kind of halfling that you're able to do it through pills and stuff right. so right. yeah so that's what my other question is and it's allowing me to use my imagination and speculate. Okay, yeah. so you were able to subdue it with medication. So what is that medication right. mixed with for them to subdue exactly. it? Exactly. Which I believe, and we'll, which I believe, now that you bring that up, I mean, it has to be, she, the, the other doctor's been doing a research. So maybe that medication is, that's what she's been taking. Right. You know, but- You'll you'll find out in episode okay. three, and it's it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Okay. Yes, like I said, this so has we'll, actually been. <laughs> so we'll stop actually... there because right. you're gonna have me like talk too much. Okay, so <laughs> with that being said, guys, I know this is only uh, usually we do an hour, but you know this this show is so good. If you haven't seen yeah. Three Tooth, you're gonna love it. You're gonna fall in love with Gus. You're gonna fall in love with all these characters, right? And you know we didn't give away the cliffhanger at the very end of the of this episode yeah. or anything like that because it actually coincides with episode three but we will right. talk about it in the episode three review now we normally do this every other thursday but because of the thanksgiving holidays and stuff i didn't want rossi not to be with her family or if she had to work or anything like that i didn't right. want her to feel like you know i have to do a review and skip out or anything like that so there's not going to be a podcast episode on thanksgiving in the united states or anything like that for movie lovers unite so that would be a time for you to spend time with your loved ones and things like that. But I do support, and here's the thing, I just want to thank everybody for the love and support that you showed me over the three years of me doing podcasting and stuff like that. It's just been truly an amazing roller coaster ride for me. So I'm just very thankful. And yeah, I'm using the word thankful, not because of the fact that it's close <laughs> to Thanksgiving, but because of the fact that you guys have shown me some, you guys have been great audiences you guys have been there for me since day one and i do greatly right. appreciate everything that you guys do for me and also too if it wasn't for them i wouldn't be number two on the good pods list right now wow for all films and uh what? film reviews and tv reviews number two on the indie chart on good pods and then number five on wow. the regular chart so awesome. thank you thank you that's awesome and also, too, thank you for 2,000 downloads for the Squid Game episode. My very first 2,000 downloads that I've gotten in the three years I've been doing it. So thank you, everyone, for the love and support that you showed me. But anyways, I'm not going to let this all be about me or anything like that. Uh, so with that being said, Rossi, where can everybody follow you at? <laughs> Um, well, first of all, before I tell you, I want to say thank you to you, because if not for you, I wouldn't know about podcasting. I wouldn't know that there's a place where you can go and talk about movies. Wow. And you've just been a great friend over the past. Okay. Has it been a yeah, year? It's been a year. Yeah, it's been a year. I've reached out to you on Instagram. Yeah. I don't know how I found you or whatever. I think you yeah. like. Okay, I think I know what happened. I think you liked one of the pictures from Instagram. Okay. So I was like, then I went to your profile. And I said, oh, she's an actress. Okay. Okay. And then my, and so you know what? I'm going to see if she tells me no about interviewing her. That's okay. I'll just go about minding my own business and I'll cry my own corner. But, you know, I'm just happy that you were wanting to do the interview with me. And then yeah. I remember the, I remember this, what you told me that, about this. 
you thought that I would be one of those guys like uh, where I'm like super strict and like, you know, the chemistry. Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah. And we had the best interview. It was so, because remember, we did it on your podcast before the YouTube. Yeah, which is audio. And I remember having the best time. I was relaxed. You were great. And then after that, you kind of brought me along to come and sit and talk movies or reviews. So I just want to say thank you so much. And you do have a great audience. I really appreciate it. I look forward to coming on and talking about movies because I love movies so much. So I want to appreciate that. But and I am thankful. But you guys can find me. um, You're no problem. Um, You can find me on Instagram at McCree123Hotmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Rossi Lynn Park one, and you can find me on my YouTube page at Rossi Lynn. Thank you guys. And I know Brandy saw the first episode and I can't wait to find out what she thought of the first episode whenever I do wind up talking to her after the show. But I I just want to say this. I was actually in my car for our first uh, episode that we did. Were you really? Yeah, I've been... My first season, or a couple of seasons, my first season was in my car, 90 degree weather, sweating my ass off in no 90 way. degree weather. Yes. Wow. And it's awesome to watch it. you grow. You're, yeah. you're killing it. <laughs> Thanks. I do appreciate it. And so, guys, if you guys want to go on and follow me underneath Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, underneath the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. Of course, you can get an audio only podcast episode of our show here at what we do here at Movie Lovers Unite of this show and many other shows that we do here. So you guys can go on ahead. Follow me on Good Pods. That's that's the place I was just telling you about where I'm actually number five and number one right now. And you can act, it's like social media for podcasters, or if you're into po- listening to po- other podcasts, you can actually rate individual episodes, tell us what you think about those episodes, and stuff like that. Or you can just tell me on YouTube what you think of of uh, what you think of this episode or the other episodes that we've done. Go ahead, comment below. Also, too, don't forget to smash the subscribe button on the on the very bottom of this as well in the right hand corner. And also, too, don't forget to smash that right on the right-hand corner as well, that little bell to allow you guys to know when we have something new coming out. And then also, as well, go ahead, give us a thumbs up if you like this podcast, if you would like to see more of what we have here at Movie Lovers Unite. Also, too, tomorrow night, I'm going to be reviewing American Psycho with Jesse, who's who's another independent actress. So we're going to be reviewing that. She was on the show with me last uh, Friday for the Goonies review. So we're going to be doing that. And at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. Monday, I do have another show lined up, and we're doing Teen Wolf. Me and Made for TV podcast are doing a review for the Michael J. Fox movie, Teen Wolf, at at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time for that. Tuesday, I'm not going to have a show because I'm going to be on somebody else's show on That's So Matthew podcast. That's going to be real. And that episode will be released sometime in January because he's doing kind of uh, rebranding his brand for his podcast. And then Wednesday, I have some other stuff lined up. And on the 19th, I'm going to be on Switch the Envelope with uh, Jeff and Corey. And they were actually on my show for the Gremlins review that I did and also on the Cliffhanger review. And we're doing a movie trivia show on. So that's going to be interesting for me to do a movie wow. trivia show. So I and I don't think that's going to be recorded live, but whenever that audio is going to be dropped, I'll go on ahead. I'll put that in the show link, show notes, and everything for next time. And then, of course, guys, go on ahead. Follow me on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit over there. 
Follow me also too on TikTok at Movie Lovers Unit Zero. And then you guys can go ahead if you're a sponsor or would like to be on the show, you can always go on ahead and reach out to me. Why not? Go on ahead and email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And that's everywhere you can reach me at. We and I just want to mention this. I am trying to bring back my website. So be on the lookout for whenever I bring my website back up again. I'm gonna be trying to rebrand it, trying to refigurate on what I'm what I'm gonna be doing. But go on ahead and keep an eye out for that later on. So always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. It's I can't wait to do this again. Thank you so much, Rossi, for being on here. It means so Thank much you. to me. I hope you have a great and safe Thanksgiving. You too. And thank you as well. And bye-bye. <laughs>